White Sox, White Sox, go, 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 go. Call your sons, call your daughters. Holy cow. You can't put it on the board. Yes. Yes. Well, it's a perfect game. Red Echo, Grand Slam. A White Sox winner and a world championship. Jimenez, he's your hero tonight. Thanks, Cubs. The dynamic duo of Herb Lawrence and Chris Tannehill. Those two are like a tag team, you know. Come with me to Southside of Chicago. Hi, this is Jim Tomey, and the best White Sox talk is on Locked On Sox Podcast with Tanny and Herb. Hello, and welcome back to Locked On Sox. My name is Herb Lawrence. You can follow me on Twitter. It is at Ecknerwall23. Chris Tannehill is at Chris Tannehill. Our show is at Locked On Sox on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Go and subscribe. You might win a Locked On Sox prize pack of a mug and a T-shirt. And 312-566-8727 if you want to leave a voice message. 312-566-8727. A couple people left one today. We'll get to those maybe at the end of this show. 312-566-8727 or LockedOnSocks at gmail.com. Without any further ado, Chris Tannehill, how is your evening? Let me ask Bill. The White Sox win. Print the banner. Line up the parade. Michigan Avenue on the Studge Turkle Bridge Division Street. Let's go. That's absolutely right, Bill Walden. It's episode 239, and we are brought to you today by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. I'm going to be visiting rockauto.com myself to make sure I've got everything we need for our road trip, Herb. And uh, White Sox are winners today. Day. Last night they win five to one, improving their record twenty-seven and nineteen over the Cardinals. And uh, Cleveland holds off the Tigers last night as well. So the Sox remain in first place in the AL Central, up a game and a half. So where do we start? We start where we always start, Herb. Right with the man on the mound, Lance Lynn, last night. Oh boy, was he really good. Seven innings pitched, three hits, just one run allowed. It was earned, three walks, and four strikeouts. Uh, Lance Lynn, just, you know, this is what this team needed last night after that Yankee series where it wasn't a demoralizing series, but you'd like to have come out of there with at least one victory. And this is a good test for the Sox coming back home against a, a pretty good team, the Cardinals being at the top of the NL Central. It's a good test for them to see how they bounce back after losing three in a row for the first time in 2021. And they respond a little slow out of the gate. But when you've got pitching as good as they had last night, the offense eventually comes around and a questionable managerial decision made by Mike Schmeralt, uh led to that. But Can't Lance, say that on there. Oh, sorry. I dumped, 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 dumped. Um, yeah, so Lance Lynn, awesome, 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 just what they needed. Exactly, and took that no-hitter into the sixth inning. And, you know, a guy who's pitching to contact today wasn't the strikeout ball was not working as well for him today. That's why he can go into the sixth inning as other starts where he's struggling. Well, today he went through seven, but other starts he would struggle to get through the fifth. He was pitching more to contact and showing a weak contact for the Cardinals. I don't think they got an extra base hit and the hits that they did get, there was a drawn in infield and ball went right through Timmy. I mean, I would have called it an error, especially in that situation where there was no hits at the time. Official scorer called it a hit. And then the the Goldschmidt hit to the left. So um, Lance Munn, and I mean, he's been impressive all year long. This is probably, for me, first or second best 
start he had, the start that he had to start the year versus the Kansas City Royals, I think it was on the home opener, was very impressive. But this one is just up there to take down a first-place team, a team that he pitched for for a long time, won a World Series with Tony La Russa in 2011. Very impressive. Not just a homecoming for Tony La Russa or a a reunion for Tony La Russa. Lance Lynn gets to see his old mates and shove it up their ease. And that he did. And uh, I I hope they're talking to Lance Lynn about a contract extension. Uh, You just... just like I said on shows prior, just provides a great deal of comfort to me when I see him out there. You know he's going to go out there and battle if he doesn't have his plus plus stuff. Fifteen swings and misses, you know, it was decent. Uh, didn't get the strikeouts to to go along with, but that doesn't mean that he didn't look nasty at times. You know, a couple sequences in this ball game for me when I go back think about his outing tonight, Lance Lynn. You know, uh, really efficient the first time through the order, which was huge. No Dallas Keuchel stuff that we saw Sunday where the pitch count is, gets racked up early on and all of a sudden you know the, the it's going to be a bullpen game. No, he was very efficient early. Um, you know, that sequence in uh, after he walked uh, Goldschmidt early on in that game gets Arenado to fly out and then he made Yachty look really silly on the cutter and was really quite a sequence with that cutter just going away from Yachty and that's a guy who had caught Lance Lynn a ton over the years so it's a guy who knew what the stuff looked like but he was able to, to change some angles there and just have a, a really accomplished hitter in Yachty Molina who's, who's been you know hitting really well lately um, you know just made him look silly and then just you know that later on in the game after uh, during that Sosa uh, where where Sosa was thrown okay. out at, at second base yeah. the I think it was Tommy Edmond that he threw that just really nasty uh, slider looked like it was going to paint the corner on on the outside to a left-handed hitter and the on the right-hander's batter's box side is going to paint the corner uh, at the knees and then it just darts out of the way I don't know what he's putting on the baseball to make it do that baseball should not do that you could see it on pitching ninja if you want to take a good look at that but just there were moments where it was pure filth despite not having overpowering stuff and I think that the fastball was probably wasn't what he wanted it to be tonight or at least location wise so he went with yeah. the other the other tools in his toolbox so just a really nice outing for Lance Lynn and uh, he just he's been he's been great for this team this year a stabilizing force in the middle of the rotation as you're trying to find your way through the wilderness with with Giolito and you don't know what you're going to get from Keuchel day in and day out and Cease has been a mixed bag so you know uh, Lance Lynn just been a really really uh, good find for uh, not a find but an acquisition by Rick Hahn uh, and the length too that he gave him today was yes. very valuable I mean they have a bunch of games in a row that they're going to be playing so bullpen get some rest Kopech can get the two extra innings right there just awesome um, job by him to go into the seventh inning and give those guys a proper rest. So maybe if they need a guy tomorrow or thir- Wednesday or Thursday, they can go to the well without any uh, limitations. But that's these things go far in in the in the um, season because Lance Lynn's a horse. He can pitch probably 230 innings in a year if you tell him to and give the bullpen a proper rest. And if he's pitching like this, send him out there every time. Absolutely. So you talked about uh, the bullpen finishing up tonight. Uh, no Liam Hendricks tonight. Didn't need him with the four-run uh, lead there. But Michael Kopech comes in. And uh, for Lance Lynn not showing up in the, uh, the velocity, uh, top pitch velocity for last night's game, uh, there you have Michael Kopech if you're looking for a White Sox pitcher to be throwing the heat up there. He, he clocks in 99-1, 98-9, 98-8, He was just filthy. I mean, just the, the, the breaking stuff was out of this world. 
fastball with the late movement, just like you know the the fu fastball, just overpowering cats out there, and uh, that was that was good to see because that, we were looking at Michael Kopech's recent outings on the uh, Parkinson Spiegel show yesterday, and we we're just looking at it. And it's like, man, is Tony trying to turn Kopech into like a one inning guy? Like, have have they told Tony just to kind of reel it in with Kopech with the usage? Um, he's been kind of thrown in there pretty sporadically of late, but it was good to see him get. Uh, the one inning the other night, and then to bounce back last night and get two innings. He just he just looked really damn good, and you know, it's hard to not think ahead. I know I, I just said the thing about Lance Lynn and bringing him back, uh, but it's going to be exciting to see him in this rotation uh, next year. And I thought maybe he was fighting a little bit of a, of a dead arm. We saw him have that first really rough outing in Cincinnati. And, you know, he looked, you know, he wasn't particularly good against the Yankees, giving up that home run on Friday, but then he just looked really good last night, and it was good to see. Yeah, he looked like he bounced back, and he's got some electric stuff that we all understand that he can just pull out anytime he wants to. But sometimes the fastball is not located correctly. Sometimes he doesn't have command of it. You know, the beginning of the year, he was a giant, and – We've sp- spoke about this time and time again. The most impressive times is where you don't have your FU stuff and you had to battle through. And this time I thought he had probably B plus stuff. Not the greatest, but not definitely not bad. And right. he made some Cardinal people look a little bit bad out there. So it's good to have him for extra innings because I know people were really mad the other day when he only went the one inning. I think he only threw 14 pitches. I wasn't too mad about that. There was two lefties up in Minnesota. Going to Bummer there was fine with me. Um, but you have Kopech, you have Crochet, you have uh, Liam Hendricks. All those guys can go multiple innings. I think Tony's going to start learning these things, specifically about Kopech and um, Hendricks, that they can go multiple innings. You don't have to baby them. They're not traditional bullpen guys. So... Let him go. It's, and like, even if this was a tight game and it was that just that two run home run by Vaughn and they only had a two run lead, I would have been fine with having him in there for those two innings, taking over for Lynn and just battling out to the rest of the game or maybe going to Hendricks in the ninth. I've been fine with that because he has extra innings in them. Use them. Absolutely, and Steve Stone's been on our uh, radio station quite a bit of late, and he's always quick to remind everyone that uh, relievers will rust away before they wear away. You know, they, so these guys like to be out there, and they should be uh, thrown out there as often as possible in order to get the the proper feel. And I think that's a situation we're seeing with Liam Hendricks not being out there enough, uh, not through his own control a lot of the time, but. Uh, you know, he's reliant largely on getting leads and, you know, a, a safe situation. But also, you know, his manager could do him solid as well and put him out there uh, when it's beneficial, perhaps when it's a high leverage spot uh, anywhere in the ball game, seventh, eighth, or ninth inning. Uh, let's talk about that offense. You mentioned Andrew Vaughn. We'll get to him in a second here. Um, but this was look like uh, another frustrating evening early on here. The Sox only muster six hits tonight, but they did have some uh, very good at-bats when it was uh, most needed. You know, a couple of situations early on in the game, and I thought, oh, great. Uh, Liuri Garcia comes up in, with runners on in, I believe, two uh, consecutive innings, excuse me, in innings uh, two and inning four, and it just looked like, oh, God, this is going to be one of those games where the, the wrong guy is up at the wrong time, and it's going to expose the, the weaknesses of this roster here, but thankfully we can put that aside. Everyone knows the problem there. It, you know, I'm wondering if it might be time 
you know, we know Adam Engel is doing his rehab stint and down in Charlotte, but also maybe it could be Brian Goodwin time for a little bit. What do you think, Herb? Uh, I don't think it's ever Brian Goodwin time. <laughs> I mean, no one. Yeah, no one would prefer that, obviously. But, but Leary, man, he's. It seems like he's up every time there's runners on in a big spot, and he is not coming through, and it's just very frustrating. I mean, yeah, I mean, he came through the other day. I gotta give him credit. I think we did in the Minnesota game with a big time double. But yeah, it, it, this is what happens when you play a guy like Lurie Garcia, who is a reserve. And you play him multiple days in the season during the week. It's going to be exposed to be this guy is not a major league baseball player for every day. He's perfect in the role of coming off the bench, giving you a runner, giving you a good glove, maybe in center, left or right field. And it can go in the corner of the uh, middle of the infield, too. But, yeah, when you play Lurie as much as you have and the options not being great as for the replacements, when you have. Uh, Billy Hamilton is the other guy who can play center field for you, or maybe even Adam Eaton. I, I really like. I guess Brian Goodwin's fine. Just another look. But I would. I would rather just say, let's wait it out until Adam Engel finishes the rehab start. What is it? Probably a week, week yeah. and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Just finish that off, and we'll get through. I know these games count, and that's my thing. So, having your best players up here probably is optimal, but. I, I see Brian Goodwin as a DFA soon and very soon because once we get our people back, he will not found room on this team. Sure, uh, no doubt. Uh, so let's get to the offense tonight. They did come through when it mattered, and you go to the sixth inning. Uh, begins with Jose Abreu flying out, and then your mean uh, got himself a couple of knocks tonight. Uh, with a face high fastball going uh, the 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 opposite field, shoots it into right field to get things started there with one away. Uh, then uh, Yasmani strikes out looking there on a you know what he believed was a terrible call. It was a little bit uh, of a, of an erratic zone all night, I think, or at least you know it was just. I, I don't know. As you, Yaz is he's struggling out there at that at times out there, you know, with, with the zone because he's trying to fight for his pitcher to get those same pitches, but he doesn't like them when they're called against him. And I get it. Like in 2018, yeah, Johan got a couple bad calls on called thirds, but if you keep on getting it, it's gonna be you. It's yeah. you, not the not the umpire. So swing the bat, brother. So. Then we get uh, the interesting scenario here where Mike Schirrell comes out uh, and, and visits <laughs> Kim on the mound uh, with uh, the tying run on. And, you know, that it's a clunky situation there where you think he's going to get pulled right away. And I think maybe that's what the translator thought. Uh, all of a sudden you have the armchair uh, uh, translator there next to you in the, in the dugout. What did he, Mike Schilt think he was going to go out there and say? He's going to speak to Yachty, whose native language is... Spanish, he speaks English, of course, perfectly. <laughs> to Kim, he's just as American as you or I. He's yeah, he was good, like, oh yes, uh, Spanish easily uh, translates. What is that? Korean? Easily to Korean. It's easy. It's just smooth. Are you feeling good? Like, what the fuck are you saying? You know, I've been on your team for every for all year long, bro. You know, you need the translator. Come on, Mike Shield. Well, that's what I'm saying. I think even the translator wants to see an aspiring manager or pitching coach because the translator is probably like, oh yeah, he should go out and get him, you know, because it looks like he's about done. And also, yeah, translator, you don't need me out there. Yeah, everyone knows. Everyone in this building knows he's done. Um, you know, so you know, Mike Shield is is rewarded uh, by immediately Kim falls behind on Vaughn two zero and then. 
Stoney called it. Uh, he said if he can wait back on that changeup, and that's exactly what he did. And uh, Andrew Vaughn uh, cranks one out to the left field bullpen, so to speak. And uh, it was just really good to see, man, from Andrew Vaughn coming after the home run uh, from off Chapman. On Sunday, it was just a, Tony LaRusso called it a perfect swing, and this could be just the boost that this team needs and take some of the pressure off the other guys in the lineup because Tim, although he had a hit uh, tonight, a big two-run double thrown out at third, uh, but you know, having Andrew Vaughn come through with the power I think maybe could be a good catalyst for this team, and it's certainly an encouraging sign here. Very much so. Um, let me read a text I got from somebody during that game um let's see guy from chicago christopher yeah fuck yeah dude <laughs> right yeah. after the home run by andrew vaughn it's very intelligent I mean, thought yeah by christopher just a really really great at bat and like you just said it's the thing that continuation from that Araldis chapman at bat if you take Araldis chapman deep oppo you can fuck with anybody. I don't care if it's down a little bit. 97 is 97, and he murdered that pitch. And remember, the triple play ball, that was hit like a rocket too. So yep. the confidence for Andrew Vaughn's got to be through the roof. And then a major league pitcher in Kim throws him a blow ball, and he goes in out and rakes that out to left field. It's awesome to see the kid coming through, paying dividends, helping your pitcher out in there, the pitcher who – should have been out of that inning. Uh, you could say Timmy had an air there. Or you could say that uh, he gave up a hit. But he, Timmy came back and gave him the two runs right there for the double. Andrew Vaughn before that with the home run. One time where you're like, all right, Lance Lynn, we let you down in the field. We're going to come and help you immediately in the next half inning. And that's how you do it. I don't know if Mike Schilt kept him in. Of course, the results say as such. But I'm not facing that Kim dude who was at his end of his rope anyway with a guy like Andrew Vaughn. I'm bringing in the right-hander there. They should have brought that Woodford in, who at the end of the game was looking nice. But, you know, Mike Schilt makes mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. The pitcher has to perform there. Maybe his translator through his translator said, hey, I'm ready for this. This fucking rookie, he can't do shit versus me. <laughs> and Andrew Vaughn told him wrong. We got an interesting uh, tweet uh, from uh, from. Uh, coach underscore Kreiner uh, on Twitter. I said, uh, I thought LaRusso was managing the White Sox and not the Cardinals, leaving Kim in there too long. And I said, yes, it's uh, quite a touching tribute to their former manager uh, with a bad bullpen decision there. But uh, the 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 mentions uh, tonight for the Twitter account at Locked on Sox were pretty good. Uh, people are starting to catch on to tweet the, the account fun stuff, and then we interact back. Um, I guess there was uh, lots of love for Joe West on the ESPN broadcast. I did not watch that broadcast tonight. I watched the local. I will go back tomorrow and check it out but yeah man uh, that inning continued uh, after the Vaughn home run the, the Sox didn't stop there which was encouraging so uh, Ponce de Leon enters and Leori draws a walk Madrigal gets hit and then uh, Timmy lines one down the right field line for a two out two run double and for a guy that's been struggling that was also good to see especially going the other way with it Tim is still he's he's not getting out of himself he has the same approach when things are not going right take it to the opposite field and that's what he did shot it right down the line yeah, and he has been struggling and scrapping a little bit, but the last couple of days getting hits, probably seeing the ball just hit some grass and going for third. You know, it's it's ill-advised right there to go for third, but the kid thought he had some, some extra wheels, but he doesn't know who Yachty is with that cannon to get him out of third. But it must feel good for him after all this struggles to see a couple hit the grass 
and him get the production that he is used to. 291 coming in to that at bat. So you're like, ugh, Tim's not doing his thing. But think about that. It's like 291, and we're like, man, this Tim is scrapping. He's the worst. He's <laughs> he's having a he's having a hard time hitting over there. And you know, he'll be back up to his regular 330 ways. Uh once he sees a couple, like we said with Dylan Cease, he sees a couple come through the results being great and positive from his process he'll start being the guy that he normally is I think during his struggles he's been swinging at pitches outside the zone way outside the zone like I think people see that he can hit the ball puts a slider outside the zone a little bit just off the plate and so they're extending that a little bit more and Tim's getting a little swing happy he's got to just get back to his approach and understand let them come to him like you were saying they keep on doing outside stuff lay off a couple of them then they got to bring it to you inside and they got to take it advantage and take it over the fence so it's really good the offense helps the the pitching right there of Lance Lynn who was a bulldog today immediately after he gives up a run they give four right back for him absolutely so you got anything else burning a hole in your notepad before I pay off my tease about Jake Lamb from yesterday not really I just Mm. think it's great that the uh, White Sox beat the uh, Cardinals. I mean, I'm tired of the Cardinals. I just hate that whole atmosphere. You might out there hate the Cubs as a Sox fan, but I think we should put put our ire towards that St. Louis thing. Just, ugh. I just don't like anything down there. It just, it just. Whenever a, one of my favorite players goes down there, like when Dexter Fowler went down there, I was like, yeah, it's like, all right, Dex, uh, I can't root for you anymore, bro. Yeah, it's been it, real. It really is like uh, uh, the, uh, the the sunken place. Yeah, you know, whenever a player with personality goes down there, all of a sudden they're not the same way after they leave. Um, they may win a little bit, but their soul is sucked right out of them. Um, like like Jack Flaherty, I would love him on any other team, and he's having a good year. And he'll you'll see him pitch tonight versus Lucas Giolito. I have a hard time rooting for him. I I don't have a hard time rooting for his success, but I have a hard time rooting for him knowing that he's a Cardinal and knowing those people don't like him and what he stands up for. And it's just so irritating. Like, trade him in the offseason because he was talking about something that was some social justice. And all the people, oh, you should be shut up and play baseball. Ray Langford did it. Renard Gilkey did it. <laughs> type of bullshit. It's like, no, he's a different cat, and he's giving you quality effort every time he goes out there. He's one of the best pitchers in the game. Shut the hell up. Let him do his thing. All right. I'll uh, I'll, I'll, I'll – Swear uh, to the high heavens, and I'll and I'll say why there's a I have a smash on sight against Jake Lamb out here in these streets. Okay, we'll do that <laughs> next here on Locked On White Sox. This episode of Locked On White Sox is brought to you by Wealthfront. You know, stonks, memes, rocket ships, day trading can be a lot of fun. But if you want to grow your long-term wealth and make it to the moon, you should open up a Wealthfront investment account today. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. No manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences that you control. Wealthfront can even help you lower the taxes you pay as you invest. For the average client, their tax-loss harvesting can more than cover the low annual 0.25% advisory fee. Best of all, it's automatic. Weatherfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash 
Locked on MLB. That's wealthfront.com slash locked on MLB. All you need to get started is 500 bucks. Grow your wealth the easy way and let Wealthfront do the work for you. To get your first $5,000, man, slash locked on MLB to start growing your savings. Go to wealthfront.com slash MLB and get started today. Locked on White Sox is brought to you by rockauto.com. Folks, summer's coming. You better start planning those road trips if you haven't already. I know I've got three or four in mind all ready to go for this summer, but before before I go anywhere, I need to make sure that my car is running the way it should. And if I need any parts for my car, I know there's only one place to go, and that's our friends at rockauto.com because there's so many different makes and models of cars these days. It's become impossible to find all the parts that your car is going to need at your traditional chain storefront. You go in these places, and you ask the person behind the counter, and you sit there, and you wait in line, and no one wants to wait in line in a store these days, and they punch up the stock that they have on their computer only in their warehouse only. Why limit yourself to those limited choices when you have access to the most vast library of auto parts online at rockauto.com. Our friends at rockauto.com, they're a family business and they've been serving customers just like you and I online for over 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Rockauto.com's got everything from engine control modules to brake parts and tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in just a few easy clicks delivered right to your door. And best of all, the prices at rockauto.com, they're always going to be reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. They're not like these big box chain storefronts. Why spend up to twice as much when you don't have to? Go to rockauto.com and when you go there, please do me a favor. Write Locked On in their How'd You Hear About Us box so they know that your friends at Locked On White Sox sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need only at rockauto.com. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes of the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, I'm so sorry for my tardiness on this tease. But as you guys may remember, uh, Jake Lamb called the show a couple weeks back. Maybe it was early last week. I don't remember. These days are all uh, blending together in a baseball season. Um Jake Lamb called our show and, you know, he came after me for criticizing him and he praised you because why not? Um, but I thought it was a good, uh, you know, back and forth uh, with Jake Lamb. I was happy that he picked up the phone and dialed our Locked On White Sox voicemail, which is 312-566-8727. That's 312-566-8727. Maybe we'll share one before we get out of here. So he decided to go rogue, Jake Lamb did, and he cheated on us. Jake Lamb was having an affair What's loyalty? Uh, yeah, it's yeah, it's dead. Um, he called the Scores Overnight Show Les Grobstein, and uh, you know he he talk, wanted to talk to Les, and he was defending his manager Tony Larusa. Let's go to the south side of the city of Chicago. Jake, good morning. How you doing? Oh, hey Les, how are you? Good. How are you today? Uh, well, I'm, I'm hanging in there. Uh, also, just. R.I.P. Bill Beck. Am I right? Say that again. R.I.P. Bill Beck. Right? Isn't he? He's. Isn't he passed? <laughs> so, well, yeah, he had passed. Uh, uh, you know, pretty I much uh, before yeah. they uh, were done at Comiskey Park, and yeah, he came up with a, a lot of interesting ideas. I would just say, like, you know, uh, a Chicago icon, right? What about him? A Chicago <laughs> icon? Yeah. Oh. Well, so. 
Less. By the way, when you have less saying what the hell's going on here, basically, like what gets your point, you know you're really out there in the wilderness, uh, Jake Lamb, but uh, I digress. It's actually, I'm Jake Lamb, the White Sox player, Jake Lamb. That's, I'm, I'm calling in to your show. I, I'm listening to your show right now. <laughs> okay, great. We're glad you are. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm happy to be here. Also, by the way, uh, I got to say, Janet Meyer, absolute saint she's a Gary wonderful Myers. lady oh. and a uh, a great great person i got to know her real well when i worked uh, at two different stations with her, her husband steve and um you know they're Absolutely. together still and that's awesome yeah well i'm happy to be in chicago i've been doing a little bit of research and i'm just happy to be here i want can you i think coach tony i call him coach tony sure. he's not a coach he's a he's manager I know, but I call him Coach Tony. <laughs> I'm just saying, he's getting a bad rap right now. Les, I just want to hear what you think. Because a lot of people uh, were not happy when he was brought back. They thought that he uh, had had the game pass and buy stuff like that. The only thing I know is, yeah, he made a mistake not knowing the new he's rule with regard man. to the runner at second base. <laughs> he made a mistake, uh, I, in my opinion, Getting Everyone calling out to Mercedes what? when he swung the bat against a catch or whatever. The bottom line, and once the other team puts a non-pitcher on the mound, I don't think anything should be there other than all bets should be off. Oh, okay. Well, can I just say this to the to the White Sox fans out there? This is an amazing man. He does so much for our team and our clubhouse. Les, thanks so much for having me on. Jake, have a great weekend. That's Jake checking in from the Jake. south side of the city. Yeah, Jake Lamb checking in on Les Grobstein's show. Uh, come on, Jake. You know, it's, you're, you've been a stranger all week, and then you call Grobber. Uh, I get it. You want to stick up for your guy, Tony. Your coach, Tony, as you call him. He is an amazing man, as you said. But come on, man. Rest in peace, Bill Vick. Of course. Why wouldn't you just uh, throw out a... Like, there's so many, like, clues there. Like, firstly, the South Side voice for Jake Lamb. Yeah. Secondly... He's fitting right in, wouldn't you say, Jake Lamb? He already has the South I mean, Side voice he li- going. he lives in the South Side, too. That's very rare. Yeah. For a White Sox player to live in the South Side. They live usually downtown, or in Timmy's case, I think he lives in the South Suburbs. But to live in the South Side and, you know, ingratiate yourself to the fans and take up the vernacular and uh, the speech pattern, it's nice. But, like, Janet Meyer, shout out. <laughs> like, that didn't tip him off. He's just like, yeah, I just got to the town, and I started doing research, and I'm looking at some lady from the 80s and her husband doing radio. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's, uh, there's Jake Lamb, uh, you know, uh, having an affair with Les Grobstein. Um, we come back. We'll preview tonight's matchup for the ages here on Locked on White Sox. Locked on White Sox is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. There's so many things you could bet on each and every day at BetOnline.ag. It's got all the latest news, odds, and info on all your sporting needs, including baseball, basketball, hockey, and even your UFC MMA action. 
Got a huge series with the Cardinals this week. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the latest news and odds, and you can sign up for bonuses and contest information. If you're someone who likes to play the Dow, you can bet on what the final digit of the Dow is going to be each and every day, okay? When I tell you they have everything, they have everything. I'm also looking at the hot dog eating contest this year, Joey Chestnut. Right now, the over-under set at 74 and a half hot dogs for Joey Chestnut for Wednesday, June 30th, 2021, the hot dog eating contest for this year. You want to bet on the New York lottery? You can do that. You can bet on whether or not the number is going to be odd or even. I'm telling you, they've got all your betting needs covered here at Bet Online. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the postseason. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. And don't forget our promo code locked on at bet online that's promo code locked on for your 50 percent welcome bonus this episode of locked on white Sox is brought to you by built bar built bar you guys know it's the best tasting protein bar ever a little health and fitness update for you guys and gals i am down about 16 pounds since february thanks to built bar you see i gave up sweets a while back and i needed something to replace those sweets because i We'll never get rid of my sweet tooth, I don't imagine. So Built Bars are perfect because they're always covered in 100% chocolate, and they are packed with protein, they're low-carb and low-sugar, so my mind and my taste buds both think that I'm eating a candy bar, which in essence I am, but it's actually a Built Bar. They're not pumped with sugar like those candy bars and other protein bars on the market. And they've got a variety of different flavors. They've got coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. As a matter of fact, Herb and I just ordered a couple of boxes for the office just today, as a matter of fact. We ordered 36 in total, 218 packs. I said, Herb, what's your favorite flavor for the office here? And he said, Tanny, give me peanut butter brownie. So I did. And what did I get for myself? One of my favorite flavors, cookies and cream. And you got to go to BuiltBar.com now and sign up for their email and text list. And that way they'll let you know when a new flavor is back in stock. That's how I got my coconut brownie chunk. And that's how you can get birthday cake with sprinkles. No joke. It's a really good flavor, but they run out fast. So you got to go to builtbar.com now. And when you do, do what we did today. We used our own promo code today, promo code LOCKED15. That's going to get you 15% off your order at builtbar.com. I'm telling you, if you're like me and you've got the sweet tooth, these really help curb those cravings. They're packed with protein. Your average Built Bar has about 17 grams of protein. So they fill you up without all the sugar. BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKED15. That's Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. So tonight, Herb, one of the better pitching matchups you will see all season long. And uh, we're not biased when we say that. You've got Lucas Giolito, you could argue the White Sox ace, and the 8-0 Jack Flaherty. Oh, Jesus, uh, for the Cardinals, uh, of course. Did you know, Herb? I have a little fun fact. You can uh, tell this to your friends at your next uh, socially distanced dinner party, okay? Yes, I I did know. um, Yeah, Charles also went to Nutria. I know that. Oh, okay. Um, no, it actually wasn't that, but thank you for the reminder about Nutrier. Um, fancy pantsy, um, as Kay Adams said about Nutrier. Um, did you know, Herb, hmm. that Jack Flaherty hmm? and Lucas Giolito, the two pitchers that are going tonight, 
They do. They were teammates at the Harvard Westlake School in Southern California. So they have known each other for quite some time. And now they're going to be facing each other tonight on the South Side. Can you believe that? They 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 knew each other. I did not know that. Wow. And is that the, is that the Harvard of South Carolina or South <laughs> South Carolina? South California, <laughs> Southern California. You've been talking about South Carolina just all year after your trip to Myrtle Beach. Too much. You try Too much. To... When I think of SC now, I think about South Carolina, not you damn Californians. Yeah. The Californians. The Californians. <laughs> Take it down to 108 and you go to the 10 and then you get off of the Van Nuys. What are you doing here? Um, but also, another, so I hope you wrote that down for your next socially distanced dinner party safely. Um, but also, in addition to them being at the same high school, they, they also went there with Atlanta Braves pitcher uh, Max Freed. He was in their class as well. And their pitching coach was none other than the current White Sox pitching coach, Ethan Katz. you believe that? Have you ever heard that before? I bet you didn't know that. My brand is Max Freed right now. Oh, my God. It's so fried. I can't believe that. All three major league pitchers went to one high school. I know. And that pitching coach is currently a pitching coach in the majors. Where'd you get this stuff from? Who I don't told know. You this? I don't know. It's kind of weird because usually guys skip high school altogether. They skip high school and college. And I've seen guys straight out of grade school hit the major league. So these guys decided to bet on themselves and they stayed in high school. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it, all seriousness though. It should be a, a really good pitching matchup, which of course would lead me to believe uh, bet the over. You know how these things go when we build up these pitching matchups so, so much. And it's going to be a fun one, though, man. Uh, Jack Flaherty, Hutch Jesus, was on with uh, Joe Buck and John Smoltz over the weekend during that Cubs game. And they were asking him, like, oh, who's the best pitcher? He was noncommittal. Uh, but uh, he, he did admit, Jack Flaherty, that he was the best athlete out of the bunch. So it should be fun, man. Jack Flaherty's having a hell of a year. And I hope we get psychopath Lucas Giolito on the mound tonight. I hope we get in the zone Lucas coming off that really strong start against the Twins. I'm looking forward to it. It's probably easier to be in the American League ballpark because you won't have to see Jack's face. So you can just focus on catcher's man. And anyone will tell you, just... you got to see Jack. Anywho. Yeah, so it'll be much easier for him to be in the zone, not think about, oh, man, I'm going to get to my high school teammate. And I love him. It's a good guy type of thing. And our parents like each other and his mom's going to be rooting for both of us type of thing. He could just zone in on the Cardinal hitters. They're going to be tough enough for her without him thinking about this matchup. And just do what you can do, Lucas, and hopefully the hitters can find a couple holes for Jack Flaherty because he's filthy. He's tough to get, but this is the American League. We're a little tougher than that uh, that senior circuit. Yeah, uh, Ben Johnson's American League, and uh, Ethan Katz will have uh, have some pointers maybe for the hitters. I don't know if they do that, but uh, I-, I smell Jack Flaherty's first Loss of the season, I think. I have nothing to base that on, friends. Just a feeling, as the late great Farmio used to say. But I think Lucas Giolito will get the better of his former high school teammate tonight on the south side. And uh, it should be a fun one. And we'll, of course, recap it, break it all down, and we'll have the recap up for you tomorrow at midnight, first thing, provided that game is not still going on. Oh, boy, we hope that's not the case. But, uh, yeah, that's all I got. Should be a fun Pitching matchup, and don't forget, friends, Joe West is going to break that record. And actually, I think we got an email about that uh, earlier on this evening in regards to uh, to Joe West there. But uh, Joe 
is going to he was not behind home plate tonight so that would mean uh find home plate uh, tonight yeah so we had a voicemail about that this one checking in from the 312 let's see what the 312 had to say about this momentous uh joe west uh, accomplishment this evening Hey, man, Jay Crowley checking in. I was just out running an errand and was listening to the White Sox radio broadcast, and they brought up that Joe West is tying the Major League Games umpired record, whatever bullshit he's doing, and will break the record tomorrow. The finer detail was that he's at first base tonight, so which means he has to play tomorrow in his record-breaking game because of fucking close he does. Yeah, this fucking guy. Anyway, have a good show tonight, boys. Keep up the good work. Oh, it's too late. That's our uh, analytics guy, right, Jay Crowley? Yeah, although the transcription says Jay Crow, uh, so I don't know. But yeah, Jay Crowley is, is vying for a prize pack because he was the 400th uh, subscriber on the Lockdown of Sox YouTube. So we're up oh. to 401 now. So he's lobbying uh, to get a prize pack himself, and I said, no, you're disqualified because you're technically an employee. You're an employee. Yeah. yeah. So he said he would take a, a mug. Uh, so we'll see if we can work on that. But yes, we will be choosing a subscriber at random to send a prize pack uh, for our 400 subscriber. We're almost there. We're 40% to uh, 1,000 subscribers. So we got some work to do. It would help if my dumbass would put some more videos up there. But the uh, the Jay Westbrook uh, interview is up there from last week. So if you want to check that out and see it in it full uh, without uh, ads interrupting it, you can check it out on the Lockdown White Sox YouTube. But uh, that's all I got today, Herb. Uh, it was good to have this win uh, last night. Very much so. A four-game losing streak. I think I left work telling you, I was like, man, a four-game losing streak would just suck because we haven't had a three up until yesterday, and it was just so terrible leaving, living through that, even though, like we said, I didn't think it was a season-defining loss, and I didn't think that the Yankees are that much better than the White Sox. But good to get back on the horse, good to defeat the Cardinals, and let's do it tonight again. Jack Flair is going to be tough, but if we can squeak a couple of hits off of that guy and rough him up and get to that Cardinals bullpen, I think the White Sox will be successful. That is Chris Tannehill at Chris Tannehill on Twitter. Me, Herb Lawrence at Ecknerwall23. When I changed my name today, and by the way, or last night, yesterday, Monday, the lady who was the judge was like, is your name Ecknerwall123? I was like, no, that's an L. And she still fucked it up and sent me an email to the wrong place. So I almost oh, didn't get okay. my name changed. Oh, your email. I was like, what? Are you like? Are you officially changing your name to your Twitter handle? I was confused I was like, there. I was, like, I was like, come on, lady. You don't want listen to the Lockdown Sox podcast when I say it's Ecknerwall23 every show. My last name <laughs> spelled backwards, Robin Ventura. Come on. Yeah, what the hell? I mean, she's just got to do judge things and such, but whatever. But yeah, I had a good day today. It was a good day all around for everybody. Drinks on Herb. Oh, um, Actor Wall Twenty Three is the way you follow me. What did you say? I said safely. Drinks on drinks on you safely. Yeah, enjoy your water <laughs> at home, guys. Those are on me for free on the tap. <laughs> um, LockedOnSocks at gmail is the way you can send us an email. Three one two five six six eight seven two seven is the way you can leave a voicemail. So for Chris Tannehill, my name is Herb Lawrence. Thank you for joining us on this victorious, awesome beating the Cardinals and that terrible pizza on Locked On Socks.